So here we go. You better buckle up, Buttercup. And a whole new attitude to your afternoon. I want to know what's going on, and I want to know right now. You know, two dudes talking sports. And you two will be awesome. Live from News Talk 1480 WHBC. It's a household name. Who the hell are you? It's the Kenny and JT Show. Have a great show. That's right. You better buckle up, Buttercup, because they're coming to you live in the corner of 6th and Market, beautiful downtown overcast Cato, Ohio. As usual, 23 degrees. It's a heat wave. But they're telling me the storm of the decade is coming. It's barreling its way toward us. Let's go. El Nino. We bow down to other Ninos. We'll probably get a dusting. Close the schools. Don't go to work. Stay home. Leave your radio on. Three to six inches, right? That's what the forecast is. Uh, is starting to tonight at midnight till Saturday right, morning or something. I haven't started my snowblower since Moby Dick was a minnow, and I ain't starting now. I came up with a new idea. You were at the what? dentist the other day. Guess what I used? What'd you use? Leaf blower. Worked like a charm. Oh, for the dusting. Get it out. Uh, okay. All the right. problem is going to be this. What? If it starts snowing tonight after midnight, Yes. I'll have to be out there every 20 minutes or so. With the snowball. Yeah, otherwise, <laughs> yeah. that get, get a little too heavy. Yes. must bow before El Nino. My wind blow, my snowblower. Yes, your, your leaf snowblower, <laughs> uh, blower of all things evil from Mother Nature. I have a friend of mine that does uh, yard work on the side, and I called him the other day. Just, just you know, I, I, I can't say what I was going to say on the radio. Uh, you know, just uh. shooting the you-know-what. Mm-hmm. I said, you got a blade? Do you do snow removal too? Why? I mean, it was like, that was his answer. It wasn't, yes, I do. Occasionally I do. It was, why? I'm like, well, just asking. I do my own snow. I mow my own grass. I don't need you, but do you have a blade? <laughs> but, but, do you have a blade? Well, yeah. In case like, I, I need it. You know what? Right. I'll make an exception. If you need it done, let me know. That's all I'm asking. Have you played the guy a song or bought him a beer at the bar? He owes you the blade if you've done either of those. See that? He owes you. Yes, he absolutely owes me. Definitely owes you, man. That's a no-brainer. Do you imagine, though, if you were in business and you were a snow removal guy, you have one or two ways of going about doing this now. You either charge people for the season or you charge them per push. Now, if you're either or, look, if I'm somebody who owns properties, which I'm not, I might want to take a little cheaper path by having it done for the season, but then it doesn't snow. And you're thinking to yourself, next year I'll do it per push. And then all of a sudden, we get hammered with snow out the wazoo. Right. I mean, do you really have to worry about it now? The apartment housing community we live in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're apartments, but it's like, it's like they're houses in a neighborhood. Mm-hmm. The worst thing they do is snow removal. Awful. Yeah, but you pay they, for they, it. You pay for it regardless. That's my I point. I do. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do pay for it, and it's terrible, okay. and they don't come right. out unless it hits like three inches or more, Okay. and even then, it's not good removal. Ask if you can go to your homeowners association and ask them if you can bow out of that and that you do your own snow if you could. Oh, okay. Well, I, you they know what? They won't let you. No, here's the thing. I think they would, uh, like, I don't have a snowblower, okay, or a push machine mm-hmm. or any of those things. I think I would be able to do that for push me, whatever. It is. Shovel? Would that be shovel. a shovel? <laughs> It'd be a shovel. I'm just scratching my head over here, Brian. I do it. Do you have I a push have a shovel? 
I do have a shovel. I don't yeah. have a push machine. Yeah, I got a shopping cart. <laughs> I do have a push machine or a shovel, that not could a push work. machine. That could work. You know. But I think they'd let me if I got a snowblower do like my sidewalks and that, but it's yes. the roads, man, and, and the driveway that end up getting, you know, uh, blocked in and whatnot and stuff mm. and all. Roads. I sound like Brad Doherty right Where there. we're going, we don't need any roads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bad news so, from the Pro Football Hall of Fame today. The, the big event with Not Joe again. Green, the appearance for the ribbon-cutting uh, exhibit has been canceled yeah. uh, due to the fact that this big El Nino storm is on its way. El Nino. <laughs> That's a true story, though. I mean, uh, no, I is. wanted to go cover this thing because I'm still waiting. I even got worse news. Hold off on that, Brian. Oh, geez. I even got worse news from the Pro Football Hall of Fame as I reached out to our main man, Mark yeah. Miller. Yeah. Mark, they get that helmet in there yet? No. You know, every day that passes and we don't get the Patrick Mahomes helmet makes me think that it ain't coming. You're the only one that's I got to see this, this thing. You're the only one that's worried about whether I want to see it. a broken helmet is coming to the Hall of Fame. The company that makes that helmet came out yesterday and said, that helmet did exactly what it was supposed to do. And I'm like, what? Break? Explode? I've never seen it. <laughs> you want to stop concussions? Give them yeah. a helmet that breaks every time they go helmet to helmet. But from that standpoint, right, maybe it did do its job. It that's what they're saying. froze to death, man. It shattered. You see it in slow yes. motion when they hit it. And it's like, <laughs> dude. I saw it in the actual play, and I said, you know what? I think that helmet just broke. And then all of a sudden, I don't think, was it Tony Romo doing that game? I, I don't remember. Tony Romo I probably still doesn't it. know that it broke, even if he was doing that game. Tony Romo. It, it, you know, Jim? I said, <laughs> <laughs> what they got to do here is audible. Uh, here we go. Oh, okay. how many times? We got, oh, no, that's the other guy that says that. That's uh, uh, that? Collinsworth. Oh, Collins I am right so there. glad the Dallas Cowboys have been eliminated so we don't have to hear Chris Collinsworth tell us what Dak Prescott's here we go thing is. It's his cadence. Oh, is that what he okay. Oh, yeah. man. It's so annoying. Jim? Jim? <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, Jim. Oh, God. Patrick Mahomes is going to have to go on the road for the very first time, Jim. Jim, it's third and 22. Patrick Mahomes is going to have to throw the football here. <laughs> really, Tony? Uh, no. It wasn't the one where he said a touchdown would be much better than a field goal right here. <laughs> Thanks, Captain Obvious. Thanks, yeah. That's what we're going to go on. You should be a coach. You know what? Who's, it's Mike McCarthy. <laughs> oh, geez. We got to get into this, too. I mean, what the hell are the well, Cowboys thinking, man? I'll tell you what they're thinking. It's not his fault. Mike McCarthy's coming back. Mike Tomlin's coming back. But the Atlanta Falcons want to schedule a second interview with the greatest football coach, arguably the greatest football mind of all time. What are you doing? Why do you need a second interview with Bill Belichick? Are you maybe, out of your mind? Maybe it pertains to front office selections. Maybe it pertains to Arthur Blank's a moron. No, uh, who, here's who I think is a moron, Jerry Jones. Here's what I think. This is my personal opinion on why Mike McCarthy is back. He called Belichick. Belichick said, I want to be the GM and pick the players. And Jerry said, nope, that ain't happening. I'm sticking with Mike McCarthy. Bye, click, and he hung up on him. If That's he, what if I he even called, there's no, no guarantees. He called. He called. He, he called. His Your ego buddies. is so big. They knew that. There ain't no way. No way he's given up general manager duties until he's no longer with well, us. He's 81. Well, yeah, I'm just know, saying. He, he, looked, he looked like he was disheveled a little bit. That's all I'm he, saying. 
It's, it's, it's like is... a shovel that you would use that you don't have. The, the <laughs> shovel you don't have to do your snow removal is a de-shovel. I, I have to get a new one because I had one of those plastic ones. I, I hate it the cracked. plastic shovel. Like like Patrick Mahomes' helmet, I think it shattered. It, it probably cracked was. last winter. Yeah. Saw an so article last week one. that says for snow removal on your car, do not use a shovel. Yes. Which is smart. <laughs> who's, yeah, but who's guilty? <laughs> I've done that before. Tell me you've never used a shovel to scrape your windshield. I've done it a couple of times. Of course you have. <laughs> Don't use a push it, machine either. Yes, if I had a push <laughs> machine, though. <laughs> All comes back to El Nino. Uh, El Nino. All other tropical storms must bow before El Nino. Was the first time we had ever heard of El Nino. We're old. Never heard of yeah. it before. Now every summer and every winter, well, there's going to be an El Nino. It's going to be a mild winter. <laughs> El Nino. But thanks, El Nino. No, El Nino means it's going to be a bad winter. I right? thought when there's El Nino, we have a mild winter. Yeah, I'm right. Why, wait, why must all storms then bow to El Nino? I thought that meant it was the most powerful because storm. Because El Nino warms the entire world. Don't you know? <laughs> I don't know. Call Mark Coons. Can we get Mark Coons <laughs> on the radio right now? Yeah, Mark, could you explain, explain to us what an El, what's the difference between an Alberta Clipper yeah. and an El and Nino? An El Nino. <laughs> well, El Nino Here isn't really a storm system. Uh-huh. It's more just a, uh, a condition of the... Pacific Ocean waters and, Pacific Ocean. and currents and things like that. Wait a minute. And if the Pacific, if the if the shenanigans going on in the Pacific Ocean it, as a whole are doing an El Nino or an El Guapo or something Atlanta like that. Atlanta Ocean, Pacific Ocean, Old Man Kelsey's Ocean. <laughs> Don't you know go. your bodies of water? Here we go. El Nino. Warm water is pushed back east toward the west coast of the Americas. El Nino means little boy in Spanish. South American fishermen first noticed periods of unusually warm water in the Pacific Uh Ocean Uh in the 1600s. The full name they used was El Nino de Navidad because El Nino typically peaks around December. There you go. Okay. El Nino. All other yeah. Ninos bow down to El Nino. El Nino. Is there another Nino? There is. Yes, there is. So El, a, well, I can't remember Would, what would El Nino really translate into the Nino? <laughs> <laughs> El Nino yes. refers to the above-average sea surface temperatures that periodically develop across the east-central okay. equatorial Pacific. Okay. It represents the warm phase of the ENSO okay. cycle. All right. Now this, you asked if there's another Too much one. information. There's... I have to no. ask this question before I forget. What? what? How will this affect the game in Detroit on Sunday? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know we play in the Dome, don't we? <laughs> oh, never mind. And, and here's the other one. La Nina. That's oh! Re- yes. It. See? The you sister. There was too much information. The sister of El Nino. <laughs> La Nina refers to the periodic cooling of uh-huh. sea surface temperatures across the east-central yeah. equatorial Pacific. So El, La Nina you means colder. Is? El Nino means warmer. I got it now. I got what? it. You guys ready for what? this? Lay it on me. It's the heat miser versus yes. the, what was the winter one? The freeze miser. The freeze miser. Miser. Miser? Miser. And not a miser? Not a meister. No. I'm Mr. Heat <laughs> Miser. I'm Mr. Sun. Sun? Yeah. So El Nino means little boy in Spanish. La Nina, does that mean little girl in Spanish? 
I don't know. Yeah. I'm just, I'm never, just throwing it out there. And then there's uh, their cousin, so, El Guapo. So uh, I got out. I am El Guapo, the good looking The one. only Spanish I know is that <laughs> app that I downloaded when we were at the Indian spring training to see if they were swearing at us in Spanish. <laughs> That's it. Took Talking nothing else. Our back. What'd you say, Frankie Lindor? Yeah. Oh, gosh. So, got my app uh, right here. Yeah, so you're right. I'm wrong. El Nino means warmer weather, so milder right. winters, like you said. So we are not experiencing El Nino this no. weekend. No. We are experiencing La Nina. All other tropical storms must bow before El Nino. Wonderful. Yes. <laughs> you know what an El Nino was last night? What? Cavaliers offense over the Milwaukee oh, Bucks. On, How about that game? Oh, man. Do you turn off a game that's a blowout like that? I watched it all the way through for one reason and one reason only. Why? Oh, I needed yeah. Damian Lillard mind. to get 20 points. Never mind. I had money on the game. Well, there it is, though. You knew when they took him out and he didn't get there, he wasn't going to get there. Did you turn it off then? I watched it till there were two minutes left, thinking maybe if mm. they'd make a run, they'd put him back in. They didn't. Now, here's man. the good and the bad for me yesterday. I also had... Um, a four-leg parlay that involved uh, three other games and Jared Allen getting a double-double. Well, Jared Allen basically had yeah. the double-double at yeah. halftime. So I was good on this. So I yeah. won one and I lost one yesterday. No, I, I won two and lost two bets on the Cavs in the NBA yesterday. So I was 500. Jay Hay goes for 21 and 13, his 10th straight double-double. I've been waiting for this for a long time. And even yeah. though they didn't have on it to combo the good one, it's like the El Nino. They have two answers to Combo Brothers on there. The good one, and then what's the other one's name? El Nino. <laughs> yes. El Nino. La Nina out to Combo wasn't yes. able to help Milwaukee Bucks last night. It's a tenth double double. But how about my man, Georgie Niang? Dude was on fire yesterday. Twenty-seven minutes, thirty-three points, thirteen of fourteen shooting, five of six from three. He was, ready for this? Yes. El Fuego. Ooh. Thank you. El Nino Thank to you. El Fuego. Thank you, everyone. Thank Dan you, America. Patrick. El Fuego. El Fuego. He was the hot fire. one. <laughs> <laughs> he was the heat miser. He was. Or meister, in this case. Uh, thir- you said it. How about these numbers, shooting the basketball? Yesterday? Man. 13 of 14 overall field goals, 5 of 6 three-point field goals, 2 of 3 free throws, and he had 5 rebounds and 2 assists. That's a career high for George Niang, 33 yeah. points yesterday. I say it, Niang. It's easier to pronounce that way. Niang. 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 That's right. Three Yang. They're going to start calling him Three Yang if he starts what making is, uh, things like that. They, they do call him something. Um... Oh, yes. He is. He was the minivan, yeah. and they changed that one to the G-Wagon. G-Wagon. He's the G-Wagon yeah. now. Yeah, he was yesterday, man. But you know what? It all started with hey. Donovan Mitchell. He had, what, 12, 14 points in the first quarter? It they was. jumped out to that 20-2 right. lead. Yeah. It was on Bally's last night as well, and we had it on yes. the radio too. In fact, Timmy Alcorn had these calls. Rebound Jackson. Mitchell stole the ball. Donovan into the forecourt. Bounce left side of Coro. Pow! Here's Mitchell out front. Long three. Bang! Another timeout taken by Milwaukee. 20 to 2 over the Bucks. Right corner to Niang. Steps right. Shoots a three. Bullseye. Left wing Niang. Three ball up. And good. George Niang. See? Niang. Has a 14 point first half. 46 25. Left side Niang. Three. Good. 
That's why George Niang was brought to Cleveland. That's he why. is lethal. Right side Niang, three ball up, bullseye! The hand is on fire for Niang. Mitchell, long pass down There's the floor to Wade. Pow! Two Good thing it wasn't snake arms. Foul. It is all clicking for the Cavaliers. Lillard with a three that missed. Rebound Allen. He's got his 10th straight double-double. Cavs by 31. Mitchell with a three. Got it! Cavaliers with a 34-point lead. Blocked by Antetokounmpo at the rim. And then he'll stare down Donovan Mitchell. Really? When you're down 38, Allen the other with a block at the other end. Ball grabbed by Niang. Ahead to Mitchell. Pow! Pow. Two hands. And he's over 11,000 on his career. Oh, that's right. Niang, three ball yeah. up. Career high. George Niang. The most points he's ever scored in an NBA game. 27. Cavs win. Wonderful. The good thing about Tim Alcorn is... What? In a 40-point blowout, he made it sound exciting, didn't he? Seriously. He did. He did a great job yeah. with that. Uh, that game was basically over uh, at halftime, you could say, and he still made it interesting and exciting. And I want to hear from Niang. We haven't heard from Niang since uh, media, media day, day, right? Yeah. So let's hear from the guy who had a career-high 33 points in 27 minutes off the bench yesterday. Here's George Niang. I'm no fool to this game. I mean, you got to have amnesia even when you have good games. Like, this is awesome. I'm super happy. But um, we have a huge stretch of games coming up the rest of this month. Obviously, we have tomorrow and Friday, and I'll definitely, you know, and enjoy, you know, what happened tonight. But, you know, that's great. But, you know, we have bigger things to look forward to. But that being said, I'm not going to take away from this moment. This was super cool for me. You know, my teammates getting me involved and looking for me, especially after, you know, I started having a career night. So that's always uh, appreciated. But I think all of us know it's is way bigger than, you know, George Niang's first 30-point night, believe me. And uh, it was just a, a huge win to, to catapult us forward because we have a lot of uh, big games coming up in a tough stretch. You guys are 20 and 9 since a slow start, 11 and 3 in your last 14. You won six in a row. Yeah. How do you explain this turnaround? Um, you know, I just think continue to buy in. Uh, you know, I know there was, I don't want to say a lot of pressure, but, you know, obviously you bring in free agents and you expect things to happen, you know, right away. But I think it takes time to, to gel and that mixed with injuries and then injuries that kept guys out longer and kind of find rotations and what guys fit uh, better together. And I think we've kind of hit our stride on what works and, you know, which guys play well together and what units do what. Um, and that stuff takes time. And I think we're hitting our rhythm. And the best part about this is guys genuinely, you know, care and like each other. And I've said it before about this team. In, in professional sports, that's not always the case. Sometimes it's just you just show up to work and, and do your job. But these guys, you know, we actually all really do get along. It's it's refreshing. During this stretch, you guys are playing a different style. You're using more four-shooter lineups, yeah. a lot of movement. You're passing more than any team in the NBA. How do you maintain this style? With, with this personnel when you get other personnel mixed in there with yeah. Darius and having coming back? Yeah, I mean, I don't worry about that at all. Those guys are basketball players. They know how to play. And I think it's kind of a relief for them knowing that, you know, the ball's going to move and imagine them being off the ball and getting the ball back and what they can, the damage they can do as individual scorers and playmakers because they're extremely talented. I think everybody knows the feeling of what it's like playing the good brand of basketball that we've been playing, and I don't expect that to stop when those guys come back because we showed 
glimpses and spurts of playing great basketball when they were with us. Um, so it's just going to be getting their wind under them and getting them back acclimated to the, to playing again. And uh, you know, I think this is who we are and who we're going to continue to be. When you got 13 and 14, looking back, did you feel like it was going to be that kind of a shooting night for you, or is it just kind of unfold that way in your eyes? Uh, yeah, you know, after the first half, you know, I didn't re- even really know that I was eight for eight, but I knew I was making shots and feeling good and the ball was moving um and then obviously in the second half you know everybody's like oh you know what's your career high what's this and you know you start to think about it and it kind of got in my head when I shot that step back corner three that is very unlike me but um you know, I, I don't. I don't say I came in thinking I'm going to have a career night. I just think of every shot as a one-shot life, and if I'm, I'm going to have to shoot it and shoot it the same way every time. And that's kind of how I approach the game every night, even when I go like one for seven. Are you aware your finger roll inspired Tristan Thompson to like run along the sideline and mimic you? Oh boy, Tristan. <laughs> That's my guy. Uh, you know, he's been great to be around here, um, you know, especially as a veteran leader. You know, I'm glad when we signed him because I wasn't going to be the oldest guy on the team. Um, but, you know, me and him have really clicked. Um, he's an awesome competitor, awesome leader, awesome teammate. Um, and that just shows him, you know, doing stuff like that, supporting his teammates. Evan Dammer, Ray George, you said like you guys just all clicking and getting along and liking each other is super refreshing. What's so refreshing about it? Uh, I think you you see it all over professional sports. I mean, did you watch you know the NFL this weekend? You know the playoffs. Like you know those teams that are really good and they're just getting blown out. There's something missing there, and usually that's camaraderie. I'm not speaking on what's going on with them, but you know when you have guys that genuinely care about each other and have each other's back. Um, you know, good things tend to happen. You know, I'm not saying that you know, off nights don't happen where teams get blown out, but when you come together and genuinely, you know, care about one another and the success of one another, there's moments where you, you don't let go of the rope, where you're like, I'm not going to give in to fatigue or um, mental exhaustion because I need to do it for the guy next to me. And I think we have a lot of guys like that in this locker room, or all the guys in this locker room are like that. The last one's did you know your career high was 24 before? Today? Yeah, I, I know my career. And I know my career high is 33 now. So, Team chemistry. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. You had your choice. And you're going to build team chemistry. Yeah. You're the president of operations for the, for the team. Would you take yes. your team to the Greenbrier in West Virginia? Or would you take your team to Paris, France? Yeah, well, uh, me personally, I would prefer Paris, France, but uh, there are others like yourself and uh, uh, Polly, who's listening, I'm sure right now, that would prefer to go to West Virginia in the tracks. You got a good stake, I heard. Well, I mean, it just goes to show you, I mean, there's a little parallel there if you think about it. We're talking about team chemistry now, and I told you weeks ago, and I know the season was early, it seemed yeah. as though they weren't on the same page, maybe even didn't like each other. Maybe that could just be me watching on television. Haven't been to a game yet. We'll be at a game on the 31st. You and I will be doing our show from there. And they face the Detroit Pistons. Let's hope they can put it on Detroit the way they put it on Milwaukee and not play up or down to the level of their competition. But I digress because we're talking about team chemistry. And it seems as though things are going in the right direction right now. They're on a six-game winning streak. They're 11-3 and without Evan Mobley and Darius Garland. Wow. And it, it just goes to, you know, you start wondering, there is a trade deadline coming up. February right. 8th. 
I'm not saying you should start considering moving one of those guys. But do you think about it? Do you start fielding? I'm not going to say you you start taking phone calls on them. But if somebody had maybe picked up a phone and said, you know, you guys are playing pretty well right now. We understand you've got Evan Mobley. He's going to be a cornerstone. But you and I know he really hasn't played up to his expectations yet. How long do you wait to see if Evan Mobley ends up being what we thought he would be by now? Maybe on on the bubble of being an all-star. Here's the thing with Evan Mobley. Are these numbers not good enough for you from him? 16 points, 10 rebounds, one and a half blocks per game, first team all NBA defense. Is that not good enough for you? It's pretty good. I mean, it is. When you yeah. when you step back and you think of those numbers yeah. for a young player who still has room to grow, right. that that's those are some good it solid is good. numbers. But when I'm getting that from Jared Allen and I can get something else for one of these guys, Maybe. Okay. I think I'm moving forward with J.A. Okay. Well, he's cheaper in the long run, right? Because uh, Evan Mobley, if you're going to keep him, you're going to have to pay him a max deal or a super max deal. Uh, and Allen right now is making $20 mil- i got to see how many years Allen has left on his contract versus Mobley, and then that might determine, uh, like you said, what happens before that uh, uh, February trading deadline in the NBA. We'll get a break in right now. We'll talk a little more Cavs. We're going to talk a lot of high school basketball with Dan Belford, Tim DeBevick today, and the latest on the Browns' search for an offensive coordinator. Stay tuned. It's Kenny and JT on WHBC.